Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome into Super Bowl week. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Uh, we've got uh, Brady Quinn, the star of Big Noon Kickoff, uh, live and in the flesh. I'm here. I made it. I made it. I almost did not make it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this story. Too. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a juicy one for the uh, FSR IR. But it is uh, Super Bowl week, uh, and and I figure we'll just throw this out there. Is it? Do we give a crap at all anymore about whatever media night is? Because now the Bengals are flying out what after media night yeah. because of yeah. the COVID restrictions. Like, we, is it even a big deal anymore? Because it's all done on Zoom. Like, who cares? I, I think the hard thing is, like, the funny stuff isn't going to happen anymore. Like, all of the different acts and people who dress up in their uniforms and stuff like getting to character to yeah. do their interviews. You won't have any Marshawn Lynch uh, situations take place where somebody becomes a superstar off of the way they interview. I mean, uh, and, and plus, it's a little different. Everybody's got a mask on. So, like, if you, you know, dress up as, uh, like, Count Chocula and all of a sudden you got an N95 <laughs> on, it mm. kind of throws the whole costume off. You know what I mean? That's Wait, so it. the mask of the costume isn't enough? Uh, you have to wear an N95? Is that otherwise? Well, I'm just saying, like, if you want to be safe about this. That's I mean, COVID is real, you know? Yeah, like, that's, saying. you know. What if they have a mask I mean, on, though? I'll be real. Some of those costumes, like, for Halloween... It's way more restrictive than N95 masks. That's a good point. I'd have yeah. to agree. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. go gas mask and just do it up. But all right. So so there it is. <laughs> uh, that'll conclude our coverage for Super Bowl 56 here on Fox Sports Radio uh, for this segment. Uh, all right. So let's... Uh, Let's talk about the Pro Bowl uh, or whatever the hell that was uh, yesterday. A lot of people complaining, uh, very fired up about the lack of intensity at a Pro Bowl uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, mm. It wasn't like the entire week wasn't intense. We'll get an Alvin Kamara at some point. But the uh, the Pro Bowl, uh, <laughs> just, you know. He got a little intense. <laughs> just saying, you know. How is he playing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he just, so apparently, uh, and, and I've been trying to find details. He beat the hell out of somebody and then uh, they were like, all right, well, he's already on the way to the stadium, so we'll just let him play, and then we'll arrest him afterwards. Like, Maybe the police handled it like the game, where it was like more like two-hand yeah, touch. Like, you know, they just I, I don't know. like, yeah, <laughs> nope, not. You're having to wait till after the game? It, uh, it's, it's, it's a little how strange. How does that happen, I don't man? Know. <laughs> you have broken the law, I don't and know. you are going to jail. We're going to book you, but. We're going to allow you to play right. in this game yeah. first. Like, hey, I you mean, know. was he a degenerate gambler? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't explanation. know. Like, it, it very, very strange. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some more details on that. But I, I just don't understand what people want. It's, it's not even an exhibition because preseason is an exhibition. But it's like if it's not the real thing, everybody complains about it. Like I like preseason football; I'm good with it. Uh, the Pro Bowl, it, it's it's what it is. What's no, the complaining? It, here, for? Here's the issue: there's nothing on the line. There's nothing on the line in preseason. You at least get a thought for a lot of the guys that nowadays we're watching. They're actually playing for the job, and there's a lot of back end roster guys who are playing for the job. There's intrigue there, right? You get to see a little bit of the future of potentially your team. Some of the young stars. We don't get that in the Pro Bowl. We don't get really much of anything, yeah, really. It's a bummer. You, you really you go into a thinking. I pray to God no one gets hurt. Like that's the only thing I, I think of when I watch it. Yeah, I don't think anybody. When I actually hurt in watch that it, game. yeah. You know, when I watch it compared to, I guess when I played in it, I I went out there and I wanted to do something. Like I said before, first off, I wanted to win MVP of the game because I wanted to get the truck. That that was. 
I wanted to get that that caddy truck. So that was one thing. Two, if you won, you actually made a couple dollars because you spent it all on flying family, family and putting them up. So it's like I think you used to get like fifteen thousand or something like that to go fifteen thousand something like that. And then if you won the game, you got fifteen thousand on top of that. Did you, you guys 30. lose money because it was so expensive to yeah. go to Hawaii back then? Yeah. That's incredible. Like, yeah. What an honor. By the way, you owe us $5,000. Yes, Don't man. be a first-year guy, right? Like if Brady Quinn comes walking up to, to the bar at the pool in Hunt, where were we? Well, I don't that The Iolani is where we stayed. Um, and you came walking up to the bar. They would introduce you. They would say your accolades. And and then everybody would cheers to this being your first time. And then they'd <laughs> say, this one's it. on you, right? But then you start to realize this one's on you really is. That entire session of drinking <laughs> is on you. <laughs> and then the one thing, the running joke that, that first-timers would get was, oh, we're going out later on, da-da-da, this, that, okay, word. You got to go get your clothes, Ray. All right, we're going to go to Waikiki, da-da-da-da-da-da. What room number in? Because I'm going to come meet you up there. I'm going to come get you, da-da-da, this, that, another. You tell them your room number, this, that, another. You don't think nothing of it. You get to the end of the week, and you get your bill, and your bill is something like the craziest bill, like <laughs> like 10, 15 Gs your bill is, right? You're like, I'm, you're like this how this happened. And you start to realize that vets got your room and they were putting all their room service on your room. True story. That's a move. Rookie move. Um, Rookie move. So so then, so the NFL wouldn't give you, like they wouldn't throw you some uh, free airline, uh, like free flights or anything like that for family members. They would just pay your way and you had to figure out the rest. They paid your way. They paid your way. What a I think it plus one. Thinking plus one. Yeah, so if you want to bring a group of people, then then you're you're, pr- yeah, you're losing money. How cheap. You're paying. Yeah. Freaking NFL. But yeah, I, I'll but tell you. I, I, you know what? I bet they won't even pay for the Rams to come to the Super Bowl. I bet they won't. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. not, uh, not even an Uber or anything no, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. bummer for the no, Rams. No, no gas <laughs> per diem. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> cheap ass. But I will yeah. say this, though. <laughs> Back then. Free sanitizer, though. You did want to outdo the other team. But but to a certain degree, like if I saw like for me, there were a lot of guys I didn't get an opportunity to see during the regular season. And I wanted to feel it like the first time I ever played against Corey Dillon was in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So I see Corey Dillon running the ball. I'm like, I want to feel what that feels like. So I run up on it. Oh, it's a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) It was what I expected it to be. Maybe Um, even a little bit more. And be honest, uh, how many guys are hungover at the game? I don't know that they're hungover, but there is a lot of fun that there's still there's still a lot of fun that takes place. Like there's a lot of celebrities that were there. Like you go up to like I remember I went up to Joey Porter's room one time. You you guys remember I got five on it by the loonies. Yeah, yeah. I got five on it. Right, yeah, right. The, yeah totally. So I go walk. I, I go because everybody had multiple rooms. You had one where you were at, where the team stayed and the oh, family God. stayed, and then you had one oh, downtown in Waikiki, <laughs> oh, and uh, or two or three, where where your family was staying, of course. Uh, some of them. Um, Better up. So I went, 
I remember going to the room one time. And JP gave me the room to come to at the one hotel. I come walk. First of all, before I got to the room, it was I got five on it for real. Like coming from under the, the door in the hallway, and you get to the room, and and the room opens up, and it was kind of like your story of of Ice Cube. <laughs> You go walking in and you dapping everybody up, but yeah. you can't even really see who they are. It's like, what up, what up, what up? Because they had a fog machine? Yeah. <laughs> it is a fog <laughs> machine. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, I just can recall it being super fun, the people you met. That's the first time I met Lawrence Taylor. Um, there's a couple guys. That's the first time I met John Elway and hung out with John Elway. That's why when we were talking about, you know, the right, whole so thing. This, this could be applicable now. Was he drunk yeah. at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> he was not sober. I will say that. He was not sober. But um, there was some really good calamari that, that you we were eating and, and just sitting there on the strip watching the, the beach. But, I mean, it was competitive, but it wasn't. It wasn't an all-out game. Like they had us doing special teams and all that stuff. It was. It was not an all-out game. Code word. But yeah. calamari. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Well done. It's a lot of calamari. Well done, buddy. Breaded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 well done. Lots of dip, dipping sauce. Sure was. No, you, so, no utensils you, you needed. That right. Flew over our heads, didn't you? You thought I that mean, was like, yeah. oh, it, it is three eleven. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no utensils needed. No, yeah. no, no. You, you don't need utensils yeah. for calamari. Yeah, That's finger food. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> The way it compared to this one, it, it's kind of like the one thing I will say is they were having fun. That's that's what I will say. Yeah. At least they they look to be having a ton of fun. And can, and so can I just say this? I feel like now the event's more about the fans. It's like not about the players the really receiving like how awesome of a recognition it is, but also so they're being treated like yeah. this is really. An award, or it should be, for all those players who've played at that level, voted in, whatever. And and I know it's not really that anymore anyway because so many guys end up kind of opting out of it. Yeah. But that's why I feel like the difference is, too, is when when players used to go out, it was like, man, like that's all people cared about. I, t- I, I told Jonas this story. I never, I've still never been to Hawaii because the only, re- I was going to save it because if I made a Pro Bowl, it was my first trip. My first experience, mm-hmm. because that's what it was, mm-hmm. and now it's just too damn far away from where I live. But <laughs> that was the only yeah. reason why I, I've never gone to the Super Bowl, because if I was going to the Super Bowl, I got to be playing in it. Right. I still have yet to go to a Super Bowl. I did that for NCAA NCAA championship. I finally went went to see one. I went to see the year Cam played. Yeah. Um, God, that was a, what, a, what a year that, for him. That was a great year. Dude, uh, he had no one on his team. <laughs> They, they they beat Oregon that year. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty cool game, but um, yeah. But I, I, that's my whole thing. I, I wasn't going to Waikiki if I wasn't playing in that so, game. So so, how do you fix it? Because people are like, oh, they got to do something about this. This game is uh, it's it's not what it used to be. Is there a solution? Is there a fix? Because I mean, other than what you, you throw a, f- a few more dollars on the line, you throw like do some. I mean, at, at some point you just well, the NFL accept- doesn't have any money to spare. No, they, they, no, no, yeah, no, they well, could never do that. They you know, could with, never. Well, do that. with those legal fees skyrocketing, it seems uh, you know they've got to take care of everything else. I, I just don't. I don't know what the other than just acknowledging this is what it is, man. It's it's a little bit cheese ball time. It's a little bit corny. Some of the uh, the the you know the the tug of wars, the dodgeball crap beforehand. That's like, that, it, it, it has yeah. to be an amount. Though. I mean, think about it. 
Like, what's more important? Let's say you incentivized every player. This will never happen. A million bucks a man if you win. Imagine if that was They're what you get play. if you win. Oh, yeah. They're going to play. So now, I think they'd play, but I'm a little bit concerned wondering if – yeah, but what happens if they got hurt for it? Well, that's but that's the thing. You know the whole thing that's the whole thing is your health. Everybody knows it. Everybody talks about it. It's it's very clear. Do not hurt me. Like like do not hurt each other. Do not get hurt. Sean Taylor must have missed that meeting. Well, right? that punters been. didn't kickers. Okay. You know that's that's a toss <laughs> that's up. Way it goes. That's a toss up. He didn't do that to to a receiver or to. A running back or a quarterback. It was a it, it was a punter. It know? sounds crazy though. I think if you incentivize them that much, and by the way, you That's only make it winner gets it. Loser gets nothing. Mm. If you incentivize it that way, I think you get guys to play. Because honestly, it would be enough too where they'd say, you know what? I don't know what the insurance policy would be for that in the case I got an injury. <laughs> but there'd be enough guys who would say, I'll pay the premium for the insurance policy, go out there and play. And try, and try to make myself a million bucks, yeah. but but how many guys make it? Yeah, that would be. Is uh, it forty five? I don't know. Uh, it's not a full like roster, is it? Because no. you got to. Everybody's got to do special, special teams. teams. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So you'd you'd have to be able to set aside if you're the NFL a year, and there's no way they can make this back because the rights to it aren't you know valuable enough. Like forty five million, forty million dollars, whatever you want to put aside for it. I mean, for the for the for the actual treasure, the the purse, if you will. You could justify it through TV. Because yeah, people would watch it. Did they pay enough for the rights for that, though? No, I don't think they pay enough for the rights of it. But I do think that it would be something that you could add to the portfolio of what your TV deal would be in its entirety, that it is That's a competitive one way, right? game. I, I mean, I, I would think that would be the only way that you could do it. And and to ensure people would watch, just make sure uh, Romo's not on the call. Sorry, I thought my mic was off. I'm sorry. I apologize. A little technical difficulties here to start Super Bowl week. It happens. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Has it sunk in yet that the Cincinnati Bengals are actually in the Super Bowl? And I got to be honest with you, if you ask me right now, I will gladly take Cincinnati with the four and a half points. I'm with you. I, I just the 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 path that they've taken to get here, and I don't know what this you know where we would compare this to, but the idea that this team went from you know Joe Burrow coming off the knee injury, the questions about them you know drafting Jamar Chase and not the offensive lineman Panay Sewell, Zach Taylor six wins through the first two seasons in a division where you know Pittsburgh, uh, you've got uh, Baltimore, Cleveland was on the on the rise, and not only did Cincinnati get into the playoffs. They win their first playoff game in 30 years, and then they beat the one and two seeds on the road, and they're here. I mean, who the hell's picking against Cincinnati at this point? Why not? Let's roll. 125 to one. Is that right before the season? Yeah, that's a good payout. That's amazing. That's payout. A good 75 payout. to one, I think, just to win the conference. Yeah. Unfortunately, just, nobody took that, but, no, you know, it's too no. bad. Um, and that's where people, though, you, you, you look at it and you just go, it, it's incredible to think that they're already here. I, I think to me, it felt like maybe a year too soon. Where I think next year you could have said it was a realistic chance with another draft and offseason, but they're here, man. I mean, and I'm with you. I'd take the points, the way they've played the hot hand. You'd have to admit, I mean, Burrow has played as, as good as anyone at the quarterback spot this year. So yeah. wh- why wouldn't you ride that right now? Uh, I, I don't want to compare them like line for line to that first Super Bowl team on New England because New England was a good team before they won that Super Bowl. 
Um, but they're kind of – I get the feeling about this Cincinnati team, like the feeling about that Patriot team that played in – I believe it was in Houston. Yeah. Right? right? And yeah. – and nobody really was giving New England a fighting chance against the the greatest show on turf, and that was the that was the game where they all came out. They didn't introduce it. Totally changed the history uh, moving forward. The trajectory of introductions for the games it, it was changed because they all came out together. Yeah, and they won that game, and it gave way to what we now know as. New England, the Patriots, the Patriot way. I just get this strange feeling. It's almost like comparable, like you're looking at the same team, although in L.A. now, uh, the same team where you're you're saying you have a bunch of stars on this team. You got Stafford who, if they do win, the storyline becomes really, really interesting for him because now you got to throw the Hall of Fame conversations into play if he wins this game. So there's a lot on the line for them. The dominance of Aaron Donald, Von Miller being back in the Super Bowl, Jalen Ramsey being a big star. It just seems like everything is aligned for the Rams to have their way for this unseemingly uh, Super Bowl-bound Cincinnati team. This just has that eerily similar feeling to that New England team when they came out and played that Rams team all those years ago. To your point, it was Brady's second year, right? It with was. New England when he yeah, took them. It was. They needed it some a big time kick to win it ultimately with with Vinatieri at the time. So which, there's your four points. There's your there's your McPherson though. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. As far as yeah. like y- the you know, money young guy. Kinda, yeah, yep. the money guy kicker. Yeah. Uh I mean the team was a little different, right? They were kind of more led by their defense ground game than, you know, Brady did his part. Mm-hmm. But it, there, I think there's a lot of sim- there's a lot of similarities to me in how Joe plays and how Tom Brady plays when you watch them. Burrow's better at this point in his career than Brady was, though, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's fair to say because they yeah. put more on his shoulders. Yeah, and I think he's probably a better athlete too. He's better you know, moving athlete. and running. Yeah, he's a better. athlete. You see that. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's crazy. What at, at what point this season? And it's okay if it was like NFC or AFC Championship game for you because that's how it was for me. At what point this season were you like? They might go to the Super Bowl. Like, like they actually might go to the Super Bowl. It was when McPherson hit the kick to beat Kansas City. I was like, oh, you know what? It's happening, guys. I swear to God. Because I, I thought, all right, this has been a hell of a run. Uh, we, I think we all like them to beat Tennessee because yeah. no, nobody bought into Tennessee. But then they get to Kansas City. They're getting blown out. And then... Man, that that play call before half changed everything. That's going to be the moment that people look and go, "Man, if, if Kansas City just picks up another yard and scores there, we're not ha- like it or cancels just kicks the, the field goal." Yeah, like what it, if it, what if Cincinnati goes on that New England Patriot like tear? Yeah. for the next like that is the play you will look at. Like some people say, like they just they just came out with a the tuck rule. There you go. Yeah. That 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 documentary Which, just I, came out with I, him. I'm, and I'm glad New England was able to survive that because they nearly got screwed by the officials. They got it right, so I'm glad to see uh, that they have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> however, however you look at it, <laughs> however you look at it, that gave way to what became the greatest franchise in the history of the National Football League. I don't know. I don't look at Cincinnati becoming that, but could this give way to a run where you're like, man, 
Kansas City gave way or now the AFC North where you thought that it could be Cleveland or maybe it's Baltimore, but Cincinnati? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now it's Cincinnati? Yes. Oh, man. Cincinnati? Hey. Hey. It is possible. And they're young to where. And I mean, they love it. it. Who knows? They're young and they love it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, Burrow's a star. And I think this being on this stage at the Super Bowl is just going to make him a bigger star. I just hope, for the love of God, that they don't get blown out. Just please don't get blown out. I mean, at least, you know, Let's at least get a competitive game. I don't think we're asking for too much. The NFL gods have been good to us for the playoffs thus far. It's going to be hard on that Cincinnati secondary, man. It's going to be hard. But to that point, it's it's going to be a hard game for them. But it's going to be a hard game for for the Rams secondary as well. I mean, it's going to be – it's a pretty, pretty good matchup. I think the difference is going to be what – what Cincinnati's offensive line is capable of doing with that front. Because if Raheem Morris comes out and and he does some things that can make things a little confusing, again, Joe Burrow is still a young QB. Yep. This offensive line has been susceptible to to allowing guys to get in the backfield. If Raheem comes out and 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 just does what he's been doing, which is move Aaron all over the place, you never know where he's going to be. You got you got two other fine fine pass rushers, and 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 don't give Joe Burrow too much opportunity to get comfortable and get into a rhythm. It could be a long day. Uh, yeah. It could be a long day. On that on that note, interesting stat: the the Rams traveled the fourth most of any team this season in the regular season. Now we know they got the host, Arizona. And then they had to go to Tampa. So it's not like they've traveled a ton necessarily in the playoffs, but divisional game, or excuse me, championship game at home, Super Bowl at home. Jeez. I wonder how much, because really they've only had to travel once now in the postseason, how much the rest and recuperation will play a factor as opposed to the Bengals, who didn't have that same luxury, even though they didn't travel as much in the regular season. But you'd have to think the Rams are really – Really rested. And the time change. Listen, people may really, really underestimate the time change. You live so much more life on the (laughs) You live so much more life on the West Coast. Like you it seems like your days are longer on the West Coast. I don't know why. But when I travel and I go in onto the East Coast. It's like, man, the days end so quickly. Like, it gets dark well, quick. It starts yeah. early. <laughs> you get, right. You, I mean, it's it's so it, – it, I just don't – you don't feel like the days are as long. And then when you get out here, and if you're from the East Coast, you're out here, you're like, man, I'm tired, but it's only six. It's only six. But really, in actuality, it's nine. Like, it's, it's getting late. That plays a part. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's harder. I think it's probably harder to have to come out to the West Coast and get your body to adapt than to go to the East Coast, I would assume. I wonder, because they talk about the home field advantage because this is played at SoFi and all that, but like 
everybody I talk to, Super Bowls aren't like a regular season game because there's a lot of people there. So there's that aren't, a lot of waiting. Yeah, and and there's also I, I've heard there's a lot of companies that will have tickets and they'll have there's like the suites are a big deal. So I don't think that it's going to be this dominant Rams fan base that shows up. Uh, you know, and they're not going to get outnumbered, obviously. But I just I don't I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact on this game. I don't know. I talked to some of my buddies in Cincinnati. This past week. They're traveling. They're traveling. I mean, even some of my boys, like, if, if they were a Cincinnati Bengal, whether it was in the past couple years, 10 years, like, they're going. They're coming. Like, they got guys going. They are excited about it. Um, this franchise really feels like they got a shot, and this might be the start of a run. It, it and they want to be here for the start of it if that ends up being the case. So, I'm telling you that I, you know, ticket prices are astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. But – I think there's a feeling that, hey, it's been a while since we've been here. This could be our first ever. We want to be a part of it. Whether it's the beginning or the last one for a while, either way, they want to be a part of it. So I think there'll be a fair amount of Bengals fans here, but it is more of a corporate kind of sterile. It, yeah, it really is. is. Yeah. Uh, what about, uh, you know, there's going to be some phony fraud tickets that are sold and some poor bastard's going to travel all the way from Cincinnati, I, get to the front gate and... But, but <laughs> why is that still what happen? a loser? How's that still happen? It's great. Look, I mean, if you, it's great. I mean, it's great. If you, if you keep five thousand budget, hey, it's not great. my problem. If you keep yeah. falling for the magic trick, not my problem. I don't have to tell you. All what right, you, like, what do you mean? They don't print off fake tickets anymore. Well, like, these things are off QR hey, codes. You never know, man. It's on the up and Listen, up. Listen, you never know. So it's, it's a weird time out you there. You're soulless. I'm just saying, there's a weird time out there. There's a lot, lot, of, lot of fake things you that are sold out there. Got excited about a guy getting took. It's just funny. What about some little kid too? Hey, daddy. Hey, pop. Hey, pop. Imagine hey, pop. you have your kid with you. And what happened to the tickets, there. pop? What happened to the tickets, pop? Yeah. At the gate. Unbelievable. Take him to a sports bar. What's your bar? kid? Oh, okay. Take him to a sports bar. Get him a tattoo first, Yes, huh? why not? <laughs> Come on. Like, you're in L.A. There's options. Kid's six years old. Hey, huh? start him young, you know? Well, what's the difference between a tattoo and a birthmark? A couple years at that point? I mean, come on. I mean, let's go. The amount of barbed wire that's that's on. Well, the I wouldn't tattoo. know. I wouldn't know. Get a thorn. Get a get a imagine yeah. a tattoo of 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 a barbed wire yeah. around your arm and, that's good. and a dog. Uh, all right, it's you uh, always got to have a dog head. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler Lavar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler T.J. Hushmanzada and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hutchmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. You know, the NFL came out, Roger Goodell came out uh, on Saturday talking about, obviously, the Brian Flores controversy and the uh, diversity issues as far as the hiring process goes. Um, and and they've simply said that it's, you know, been unacceptable. Uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, trying to, you know, do better and look into this stuff. Now, I don't know where we stand on the $100,000 bribery case or, uh, you know, the claim that's out there, the sourcing on that. Uh, that seems to have quieted down a little bit. But um, it, this 
is um, it's Super Bowl week. And so it feels like the last thing the NFL wants to have happen is to have to keep discussing the uh, the hiring process and practices by the league and some of the issues that are surrounding this Brian Flores case. So is this more of a uh, hey, let's just be cool here for a few days and then we'll pick this thing up, uh, you know, on uh, after uh, the Super Bowl and then we'll have the discussion again. Is that how this is going to go? I-, I thought this was the perfect time. If you were Brian Flores to drop something like this on the NFL, because you force them to have to respond to it, where there's that dead time the week leading up to the Pro Bowl, but it's the last thing the NFL wants with the height of their season coming up this weekend, and so it 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 like it makes them have to pay attention. It makes them have to do something. To your point afterwards, like then it's really up to, I guess, what could happen maybe from the lawsuit that would come out from this as far as how far this will go. Because if you look at how arbitration is going to work, ultimately he'll just have to meet with Roger Goodell, who's the uh, the arbiter in this case, because of how their contracts are set up for coaches in the NFL. And then at that point, you know, based on the lawsuit, if the charges are dismissed or if it's dis- you know dismissed, then it's, it's not going to amount to anything. But hopefully it creates some sort of change. But the timing of it, I thought, was very well done on his part, especially while he's still a, a finalist for uh, for at least one or two head coaching positions. It's going to continue to be discussed because that's this is one of those topics where there are so many different perspectives, so many different angles that can be be taken on it. It applies to more than just Brian Flores. And, and that's why this will continue to be a conversation. I don't think what, what Roger Goodell had to say in his statement did anything to to relax it or deter people from feeling a certain type of way about it. I think that the conversations will continue to to happen. And regardless, you know, I was looking, I was, when we were coming in, I was telling you guys, I was reading the, the uh, Kevin Ali um, article about how he just got awarded uh, like eleven million dollars yeah. from UConn for for the way he was fired, and although I think this is different, obviously, but when you think about it in terms of you know the legal aspect of it, he 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 sued. It took like four years for them to come to that conclusion. So there's a chance that this may be a very very lengthy situation in terms of what comes of this for for Flores and for the National Football League. But in terms of, again, and this is something we discussed over the weekend on Up On Game, you know, I'll throw this one out at you guys. There is a lot of outrage in this topic. This has persisted for many, many, many years. I said that the only solution really worth discussing in terms of Roger Goodell isn't going to change the protocols of how these owners make their hires. There really isn't too much of anything. Well, he, he works for them. That's why. Correct. They have to change it. <laughs> Correct. Right. So so the idea of of putting these owners in a position where the outrage that comes their way about how they're hiring and the lack of diversity or inclusion is involved they don't care because they don't have to right so i said i posed this to plex and tj i'll pose this one to you guys they told me i was delusional this was delusional to think that this could happen but i said the bottom line is is if the players 
if if Flores was able to unite the players, unite the the minority coaches, and even the coaches that support this, so not just minority coaches, coaches that support it, GMs that support it, we're we're going to step away until y'all change it. We're going to step away until we get to this amount of people included. Right, I said that's how you will change it because you're ultimately impacting can, the bottom line. Can I ask you this though? Yeah, sure. Because um, I've always wondered this: how many coaches, until people feel like it's fair or equitable, how many head coaches would it need to be? How many minority head coaches in the NFL? I don't, I, I don't know. Well, because because that's what I think. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's what I think for simpletons. Because that's what I think. I try to think like as simply as possible. Like, what number of head coaches? Because we always yeah. hear that number thrown out. Yeah. Is it half the league? Is it something that reflects but 70% the number, of the league? The number that's always thrown out in the justification department is how many black players are in the league. Right, so I'm right? saying so I'm saying, if 70% of the league yeah. has black okay. players, is it 70% I don't black know head what, coaches? I don't know what that is, but what I will say is, is if you have 70% of the league that are black players, if those 70% of the players stepped away and said, you know what? This needs to change. And and this needs to make sense before we come back and play. <clears throat> now those owners, <clears throat> excuse me, now those owners have to listen. Now those owners have to try to figure out what is the solution because the product on the field will suffer. And if the product on the field suffers, then everything is going to suffer. The bottom line will suffer. But here's my point. How realistic is it? I asked Plexico and TJ this. How realistic would it be for all of the minority players or the players that support this coming together and saying we're going to step away in solidarity until this is changed? We're not going to we're not going to play. How realistic is it to think that that could happen? It ain't happening. Here's the hard thing is 100% ain't happening. It, it, it ain't happening. It probably won't. It ain't I, mean, happening. I, I was a part of the lockout. Yep. And you saw, and the reason why I say it probably won't is it was so hard to educate guys and prepare guys for a work stoppage, which is really what you're talking about. And guys knew two years leading up to they still couldn't do it. They still couldn't prepare themselves financially for living a lifestyle that was going to be able to get them through six to eight months of not getting your bonus, not getting the money that you get just being there for OTAs mm-hmm. and minicamp. And and they still couldn't get through that period of time. So I think it's incredibly unlikely. I, although I know this idea was floated back when we were, people were talking about the CBA and what will be the easiest way to make a bunch of or, or gain a bunch of ground in the CBA. And it would be strike right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you've got yeah. the NFL by the cojones, if you will. Right? And then you'd be making a statement to the owners and to everyone out there how important it is to you if you're willing for those playoff teams to forsake a potential chance of winning a Super Bowl and instead say, no, we want to make sure we get this right. So to your point, I mean... I think that would be an incredibly effective way oh, of doing it. It's probably the only way. It's just, could you ultimately get everyone to unite like that? No, no. Yeah. And, and that, it, the, the, I, you know, I, I I wish that wasn't the case. I, I wish we could unite it, on something like that. But you're right, probably not. You're probably never not. gonna you're never gonna please everybody. It's never gonna happen. Like, look, we see like some of the stuff that Lavar has gotten from 
you know, morons on Twitter who don't like that he's got a different opinion about the whole Flores stuff and just the bombarding of name calling and everything. You're never going to please everybody on this topic ever. So the idea that. Like, what's the number if the league had, you know, half, you know, African American coaches? That's why I bring are, it up because because you go, what's the number? Well, then what? It 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 it'll, then, then what? There's going to be people that look at it and say it's still well, not enough. Well, then it's going to become it, owners, right? Then it's going to become okay. We've satisfied the the amount of coaches. Now we've got to move on to GMs. We're going to satisfy that. Now next up is now there has to be more ownership. Like it, there's always going to be something else, right? Like let's be clear on that. But again, going back to the original point, the reason why I use the word mock outrage, yeah. Mock outrage, it, it, the bottom line is I always have said if if we're going to get things done, we can't be ceremonial. When it's ceremonial, it's like in the moment, it's all in. Like, this needs to change. I support it. If you don't support it, then you're a sellout. You're not in on this. You're this. You're that. Okay. But if you really were to stop, like, I, I asked I asked at least four or five of my, my guys that I was talking to this weekend about this Flores situation, even with TJ and Plex, uh, would make six or seven. Would you do it? Would you do it? And I asked myself, like, would I do it for the sake of 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 the idea of there needs to be more minority coaches? There needs to be more minority minority GMs. Would you do it? Would you would you not play? And then the conversation, you know where the conversation went? The conversation went to think about all of the things you sacrificed and all the things you did just to have the opportunity to get recruited to go to college. Then you get to college. Think about everything that had to play out. Everything that had to play out for you to have the opportunity to even make it into the pros. And then think about what had to play out for you to be able to actually stay in the pros. You know what guys are are paying attention to? Hitting salary bonuses, hitting hitting incentives, getting a new contract. You know what else they're thinking about? Getting fully vested. I want to make sure I get my my full amount of time in the National Football League so that all of the benefits that I can get from this this league when I'm not a part of it anymore, I want to get all of those things. You know what they're not thinking about? I'm not thinking about if a coach keeps his job or not. I'm not. You know why? Because I'm thinking about if I'm keeping mine. You know what that coach is thinking about? Because last I checked, when you go into free agency, you get cut, different things happen. Them coaches are looking at you like, good luck. Good luck. It really is like a, it's, it's a survival. That's what it is. So, so if you're sitting there like, because a lot of times people didn't even, and I didn't even think about this until I started talking to some of my comrades. They're like, how many of them coaches really care about us? I don't care what color he is. How how many of these coaches really, really cared about us? You start to think about it like you could think about me. I, I could think about maybe one or two in college. Yeah, it always goes back I, to the lower levels. In the pros, right? in the pros, I can't really think of George Edwards, love him to death, Coach Deshaun. There's like probably less than a handful of coaches that I could sit there and tell you I would trust having a man-to-man conversation with them telling them about my personal feelings and personal things or whatever where we can we can exchange on that level otherwise I don't bang with none of them 
You're here today. You're gone tomorrow. I'm looking at you like you're probably going to be gone before the next person. So what are you doing to try to make sure you stay around? I've been around a lot of different coaches, and it's always about self-preservation. And a lot of these parts of the conversation never even came up. So in order to be able to change what's going on right now, there would have had to have been a lot of people coming together and saying, together, if we step this way, the owners have no choice. But the reality of that is, is that there's not enough care or want or accountability to one another to even go down that road. They're yeah. not going to, nobody's going to go and risk it all. Like my wife and my kids, my girlfriend, whatever it may be that I take care of, my mom, my dad, my family, they mean more to me than that coach. They mean more to me than that coach. Yeah. But Period. The conversation's not going anywhere. It, I mean, can, and that's the just... point. It's like you can keep, and that's why I asked the question last week. What is the ultimate end? Because if you win that hundred million, that hundred million isn't changing the way they're hiring yeah. people. It's just a hundred million that you're going to get awarded. I mean, honestly, whether he wins it or there's a settlement, he gets that money. It doesn't change it, anything. It only changes him. It only it only, it only gave him. him some justification. It's yeah. no different than honestly the the Rams moving. And, and that, yeah. that, that was they, they settle right. It's over. It satisfies whatever, but it doesn't. Does it change an owner picking up when to move whenever they want? And yeah. if a person wants to really, really get upset at hearing that, oh well, there's nothing I can do for you. But if you if you exercise logic and sensibility and what it is that I'm saying, what he's doing is it, it it brings a conversation. This conversation has persisted in the NBA. It has persisted in the MLB. It has persisted in the National Football League. People continue to still do the same thing. So we can, oh, he can do that to create conversation. People can talk about it all they want. But how are you going to change it? You can talk about the problem, but where's the solution? And to me, I've been thinking, I've been racking my brain the whole entire time. What's the solution? What's the solution? The clear solution would be guys have to step away from the game and they got to be willing to lose their jobs to do it. Who's going to be willing to do it? Who's coming with me? <laughs> Who's going to come with me? No, no one's grabbing yeah, the goldfish. Hey, nobody no one's grabbing the goldfish and coming so with you. So as long as that's no the case, as long as that's the case, it's mock outrage. I'm with you. That's all it is is hey, mock outrage. I told Jonas it's PTR, man. Protect the rating. Yeah. That's what's about it. <laughs> People think it's about winning and losing. And that I, that was the most eye-opening thing that was ever said to me. I was like, wow. All right, so you don't want me to try get to throw and take a chance to get back into this. So We're just going to protect the rating, huh? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 